Welcome back to uh, McCann on Sports. As always, we are broadcasting from McCann's Pub and Cigar Bar, Ale House, whatever the fuck I'm calling it this week. It's the place where I sit and I smoke and I drink and I talk to you about sports. A uh, little bit of, you know, forward warning here today. I'm actually not drinking today. I'm kind of in the middle of a, a cleanse, if you will. That's a fancy way of saying it. I had to take some antibiotics. So I'm actually drinking Clamato today. You know, that good clam juice with a little Bloody Mary in it. Um, it's got healing properties. If, if you're Mexican, it'll save your life. Um, kind of weird though. Normally I have a beer with it, you know, so if you're going to drink clam juice and I, I would suggest a little spicy salt, give it a little heat and then, uh, yeah, dump a beer in there. It's good for you, right? Uh, before we get into the show today though, I want to take time to always take the, thank the team over there at Fallen 360 Media Company for being so kind as to produce this show for us each week. Uh, if you have not checked them out, please do. They are a complete media service provider. Whether you're looking for video editing or you're looking for someone to help produce your podcast and help you spread the word about your company, they're the place to go. Uh, they also do graphic designs, and blogging, social media management, anything that have to do with any type of uh, media presence. Look them up on Facebook at Fallen360 at facebook.com right uh second sponsor one of our newest one uh, welcome to the family want to thank you uh, over there at uh, justo's gym in scottsdale arizona 431 north scottsdale road in scottsdale arizona it is um, a great gym over there they do all different kinds of fitness training so whether you're uh, trying to get into combat sports you interested in doing muay thai or boxing or mma they can help you out coach justo has an extensive background in all those sports or maybe you are uh, looking to get your, you know, just trying to feel a little bit better. They help people with all different types of uh, fitness goals, including those that are trying to, you know, maybe you've been diagnosed with diabetes, you're trying to get back on track. They have nutrition programs for you. And hey, for any of those out there that may have, uh, you know, maybe you got in a little shit, a little scrape, and uh, woke up in the ER the next day missing a limb. Yeah, that's right. I'm talking to you, Mario, if you're listening. Um, they also train people that have different types of physical limitations, not just amputees, but also Parkinson's and things like that. I can't stress enough to you how positive an environment is and how much they can do. So if you want to get in the best shape of your life, hit them up at whostosgym.com uh, or whostosgym at facebook.com and uh, tell them Abe sent you. All right. Um, got my bills paid now so I can talk about sports because that's what I came to do today. Exciting time in sports this time of year. We have just made it through the dog days of summer. Yeah, all that shit that you watch on the Ocho ESPN is all over. Baseball is getting ready to head into the home stretch. It's time for there's nothing better than fall baseball. So we're gonna see the playoff races start heating up. We got a really tight race in the NL West. Only two games separate first and third. And if you've listened to the show, that you know that's the home of my beloved Dodgers. So looking forward to seeing that. Um, they got a big three games left in a row here out of a four-game series with the Arizona Diamondbacks. And my prediction is that whoever wins this series will win the NL West. Um, and the Rockies are still right there in the mix, too, only a game back. But what I really want to talk about is I want to talk about football today. Football's back. It's that magical time of year when men start getting real busy during the week. Honeydews start getting done a whole lot earlier because come Saturday and Sunday, we will not be worth a shit. Ladies, if you are listening to the podcast right now, just know if you want anything done around the house, it's got to be Monday through Friday now. 
okay because saturday is college football and sunday is for the pros you know and, and it's exciting time and there's a lot there's a lot going on so i want to cover a few of the the big the big topics here as we all know uh college football started thursday and you know whatever there wasn't that many great games but saturday is the real big day that's the actual granddaddy of them all if you want to say that's where all the action is going to happen and we got some pretty big marquee games coming up before i get into that though i want to talk about my boy urban meyer over there in ohio state that whole saga supposedly has come to a head uh, we've had an investigation uh, internal one conducted by the ohio state university and man you just when i thought things couldn't get weirder last we spoke there was uh, restraining orders possible domestic violence did urban know did he not know was there a cover-up you know is this poor lady that's trying to bring this to light you know is she actually a victim or is she just a scorned ex-lover and let me just say yeah all of it all of it so here's some latest updates on this um in the holy shit i didn't think it could get any fucking weirder category come to find out that mr zach smith again a wide receiver coach we're not talking about an offensive coordinator assistant head coach or a head coach we're talking about a goddamn wide receiver coach how and why this guy was retained after so many incidents of um you know supposed we'll call it supposed for now supposed domestic violence all these restraining orders and was he arrested was he not arrested were they investigating you know there was documented police arrested him did investigation no child's trial uh, what's the word I'm like, with charges no charges were filed and yet somehow this dude is like teflon he keeps getting in trouble and urban keeps hiring him back we heard stories about urban perhaps meeting with them him and his wife and all oh, they were going to provide counsel to this young couple that you know perhaps was just going through some growing pains in marriage but no you know it, it got way worse and the question keeps being asked why did urban keep this guy around and at the very least when you are in a program a division one program especially like ohio state perennial powerhouse top five every year always competing for a national championship why would you keep an employee around like that you know why what was this guy doing did he have dirt on urban did he have some type of trade secrets no but you know what that would be too easy that would have been too easy for urban for the the investigation to expose and say well urban had a skeleton in his closet and my man zach smith found out and was blackmailing him now nah, man this is going to sound really funny but the reason Urban kept him around is because of his daddy. Because good old Zach's daddy gave Urban, he gave him a break when he was a young coach coming up through the ranks. And apparently Urban is loyal. So more loyal than I guess he was at you know Florida when he said, oh, hey, I'm quitting because I got to go spend time with my family. I only need to spend a year on ESPN and then flip the script and come join Ohio State, right? All of a sudden Urban has a, has a loyalty you know he's a he's a loyal guy and he was trying his hardest to help give this guy second and third chances because of his daddy because his daddy helped urban right so yeah if you're like me you can smell that bullshit a mile away um you know i think that we're in a situation where urban is you know clearly doesn't give two shits about domestic violence or two shits about what potentially could have been happening to this young lady but is all focused on winning and in his mind he just wanted to keep this shit under under wraps. He wanted to cover it up. He didn't want to fucking deal with it. And, you know, now in order to spin the fact that he lacks moral character and didn't do the right thing, he's going to say, well, I, I, I let this happen because um, I was trying to be loyal. I was investing in a human relationship. 
I was trying to help this kid find his potential and potentially live a fruitful, you know, a successful life, maybe grow to be a man and then, you know, I don't know, stop being a piece of shit. But anyway, we think, we all know it's bullshit, but here's some crazy shit, right? So just to give you a level or some kind of example of how fucked up this Zach Smith guy is, right? So we go back to 2013, 2015, reports of domestic violence and shit, right? Well, 2015, Zach Smith had the opportunity to travel to the White House, part of the national championship thing. You know, you get to go to the White House, you get to meet the president, whatever. Well, good old Mr. Smith found time to uh, make his way to the White House latrine into the bathroom in which he decided to, at that point, start sending people dick pics from the White House. Now... That incident alone by itself is actually pretty admirable, you know? It's right up there with those sailors who drew sky dicks with their F-18s. Like, good on you. If you don't think that if I had a chance to go to the Oval Office and take a dick pic or, you know, if I had my wife with me, we maybe get it on in the Lincoln bedroom, I'd pull it off because that's some crazy shit, right? But he was sending these, he wasn't sending these pics to his old lady. He had some other ladies and primarily a, a young staffer that was on the, uh, the football staff. He was uh, putting the wood to her and went so far as to take pictures of him in the coaching office at Ohio State, in a coach's office, getting down, doing the nasty. He was going for third and long, right? And he's sending these pics out to people. This is what a psycho this motherfucker is, right? But here is the best. Here is the best holy fuck detail ever. So over there at the Ohio State, they have um, they have a, a like a, an athletic center, right? And they have this million-dollar place called the Woody Hayes Athletic Center, right? It's for, you know, it's just like every college has kind of like a training facility where they use for the athletes and stuff, right? Well, this fucking great American had over $2,000 worth of sex toys delivered to that location to avoid detection by his wife and whoever else he was banging at the time. So this is your guy. Dick pics at the White House. Pictures of him getting it on in the office. Domestic violence charges, sex toys being delivered to the campus, right? And good old Herb, oh man, he's, he's got potential. He's just a troubled young man, and I don't want to see him throw his whole life away, right? And why would he care? Why, why would he work so hard? Well, here's the part that gets really fucked up. So apparently his wife, this young lady, apparently she liked it. She and him were that crazy couple that we all have in our circle that likes to go out, drink a couple drinks, get fucked up, start screaming and yelling at each other, maybe shove each other a little bit, you know, go home, choke the shit out of each other, and then the next day, you know, she's wearing a scarf and, you know, he's trying to wear his brim low and his sunglasses where she cut him or punched him in the face or whatever, and then they tell everybody, oh, no, it's just we love each other. We have passion. He's passionate. It's so passionate. You don't, you don't know him. You can't judge her. Cops showing up at their house like, oh, hey, what's up? You again, huh? That's these fucking couple, right? So apparently that made it all okay. And that's the way Ohio State approached it because they totally covered up. This is how shady Ohio State is. <clears throat> they have a press con- conference to announce their findings or investigation, right? Now, normally, in a normal investigation, once that investigation is complete and that report is public record or whatever is going to be released... They release it ahead of the press conference. That way the press can know what the findings were and then ask appropriate questions. Well, in this case, no, they had a press conference. They let Urban Meyer go up there. And in a 524-word statement, I 
and he explained why he did what he did, there were zero words of accountability. Zero. None. Said he didn't lie about shit. Said he didn't cover anything up. His only crime he was guilty of was not doing enough to assist a young lady in need. Not doing enough. That's what he said. He didn't do a fucking thing to help her. He didn't do a fucking thing to maintain integrity in his program. And he didn't do a fucking thing to get this psychopath away from the, the campus. So you have an abusive asshole that's clearly got all these crazy things going on. He's preying on staffers at the football program. You know, I mean, that alone should have warranted a, a, at least a fire. He should have been fucking shit canned for that. But no, because I guess he must be the world's greatest fucking wide receiver coach. Otherwise, why would he still be around? So fuck you, Herb. You got you ain't got a leg to stand on anymore. But you know what? You're gonna you got slapped with a pretty hefty suspension, three whole fucking games against the first three cupcakes in the season. Um, and all you Ohio State fans that are sitting around trying to go, oh, this is bullshit. That Herb's like being, you no, know, fuck you too. All right. I'd have more respect for you if you just would come out and say, hey, look, it's all about the program. It's all or nothing. Win or you know, losing sucks. But no, you're over here trying to say that. It's an assassination attempt on Herb's character. Dude, get out of here. Get out of here. And to say with a bold face, look at somebody and say, oh, I'm gonna, oh Urban Meyer's going to miss the TCU game in Dallas, that's not a big game. It's not a big game. They're going to roll TCU. The only thing that you guys are worried about trying to make it sound like it's a significant suspension is because, oh, they're playing it in Dallas. You know, they're playing it at Jerry World. Well, whatever. Take that shit and just head on down the street. Because nobody's buying it. But you know what other people aren't buying? I'll tell you this. <clears throat> They're not buying the rankings. The college rankings came out. And uh, I'm not going to go into them too far in depth. But I will tell you the top five. Of course, Roll Tide, Alabama. And why not? Defending national champions. They have a great great amount of starters coming back. That's Nick Saban. You know, him and Herb are probably the two best college coaches ever. Clemson's number two. Georgia, number three. Wisconsin, number four, and good old Buckeyes, number five, right? So there's your top five. Some more notables in the rankings are number eight, Miami. Um, I personally think that the fact that they're in the top ten is, makes me happy. I grew up in the era where Miami and Notre Dame were rivals, and those were big games, watching the Canes and FSU. So I, I like to see them back. I hope they I hope they keep that up. And for the we have to have them in the top 25 somewhere ranking every year. Notre Dame is number 12, and I'm sure that the Irish will come out and shit the bed again like they do every year, lose a couple games they shouldn't, and then win some really game, a bunch of games they shouldn't be winning, and then at the end lay an egg in a bowl game. But go Irish, I still love you. Um, number 15, USC. I'm not sure about the Pac-12 this year. I think the Pac-12 South is pretty weak. I am hoping to see good old Herm Edwards have a good season, see what he can do with the Sun Devils. Um, because, you know, I mean, basically – that Sun Devil program has become the UTEP of the Pac-12, you know? It's like, are they a college? Is it a big school? Is it a little? If, you've ever, if you've ever been to UTEP, you know what I'm talking about. You go to El Paso and you see this college, and you're like, is that a real school? Looks like a college, is it though? Well, they got a football team. It's a real football team, you know? And then every time you think that they're gonna be good, the Aggies from New Mexico State roll in and shit all over them. And then you're like, oh fuck, it's UTEP, right? Well, that's kind of like ASU. So Arizona State, uh, returning quarterback Manny Wilkins will be there. But the big story is going to be Herm Edwards. He's gonna, he's, uh, he's taking over the realm, the helm there, and by all accounts, he's making a positive impact. But it's this new philosophy he's bringing. He's going to just say, he has said in many times in the media, he's going to run this athletic program 
like he's going to run it like a pro model. So we'll see how that whole pro model goes. Number 22, good for you Broncos, Boise State Broncos in there. Um, I hope they have a good year. I really do. I'd like to see them shit all over the playoff system and make the top five, make the top four, and then tell everybody similar to uh, you know, Florida last year, CFU getting you know undefeated, didn't get in the bowl game. The more controversy we have at the end of the season, the better, because that's going to force college football to reevaluate its playoff system, and eventually we'll get something that really crowns a true national champion. And rounding out the top 25, the LSU Tigers. So, typical poll. Got a lot of SEC teams. Not very many Pac-12 teams this year in it. Uh, Big Ten is represented pretty well. And then you got a couple, got a couple weird ones in there, you know. So, we'll have to see how that all plays out. I'm looking forward to it. And you know what? Unlike the NFL, college football is actually getting off to a good start. So Thursday, yeah, we had a couple pot, uh, powder puff games, but. We're going right at it Saturday morning. Uh, I think the the biggest game of the day is going to be number 14 and number 12, Michigan versus Notre Dame. Not only are these the two winningest programs, you know, two of the three, sorry, sorry, Bama, two of the three winningest programs in the history of college football, but they're longtime rivals. And those games are always good no matter wh- which school is up or which school is down. They're pretty evenly ranked this year. And what a, what a way to kick it off, right? Right off the bat. You're going to go hard. So good for you. Some other great notable games that week this Saturday going to be Virginia Tech number 20 versus number 19 Florida State. I'm going to tell you right now that Florida State defense looks tough. But anytime those two schools get together, you can throw the record out because that's my, my prediction for that game is scoring. There's going to be a lot of scoring in that game. Those offenses like to light them up. They have some tremendous athletes at both school. And uh, when that kickoff sounds, it should be pretty exciting. Uh, another good game we got coming up, right? This is going to tell you a lot right here about the state of affairs in both the SEC and the Pac-12. You have number six, Washington, versus number nine, Auburn. So the dogs over there at UW are back. They've had a couple good seasons in a row. They're getting back to the form of when they were a perennial powerhouse. Auburn is always good. SEC teams are always good. So it's going to be an early test for both conferences, kind of a, kind of a way to take the temperature and see where we are as far as the strength of each conference. Um, my prediction in that game, sorry, I'm going to have to go with the SEC, even though I'm a Pac-12 out here on the West Coast. I just think Auburn is too big, too strong. Washington doesn't play the caliber of opponents that Auburn does every year. Um, not saying Washington can't win, but I think they lose in a close one. Anything less than a close game spells bad news for the Pac-12 this year. Um, but other than Washington, I mean, really, we have nobody out here. Stanford's always pretty good, but... We don't really have a powerhouse team. USC is having a down year. It's been a while since every year you could turn on the TV, check the rankings, and the Trojans were in top five. You know, Chip Kelly took the Ducks, and he bounced and went to Philly, and now he's back at UCLA. So it would be cool to see what he does, you know, with UCLA. Again, I think if we base, you know, any predictions on the past performance of Chip Kelly as a coach or running his program, a couple years from now they'll be running up points on everybody. I'm not, I don't know if the, how they're going to be able to recruit there at UCLA. I mean, it's a great school, but the academic standards are very high. And uh, not to throw any shade at University of Oregon or anywhere else that's not UCLA, but, you know, ask Notre Dame or Stanford how hard it is to recruit quality athletes that can meet the academic requirements to stay active and stay eligible. But good luck to you. I'd like to see UCLA be good. Um, look forward to seeing a, a rivalry grow there with them in USC like it used to be back in the day. And um, let's see, what else? 
we got um, Miami. Oh, yeah, last game, we got number eight, Miami versus LSU. Good test for Miami early. Good test for LSU to kind of see if, you know, they're legitimate top 25 or if they're just in there because they're in the SEC. And for Miami, if they're able to put on a good show, it's going to let the rest of the world know that the U is back, the Canes are here, and they are serious, right? So a lot to talk about, a lot of good stuff, right? A lot of good football-related stuff. Uh, I think what I'm going to do now is we're going to talk about some stuff that kind of... Hey, 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 hey. Hey, what are you doing? You got you got MOS for me or what, dude? It's Friday. It's late Friday. Got to head to this shit. You know, I'd be done if you get the fuck out. Oh, you're recording right now? Yeah, just that's the, the red light's on. Wait, well, The room on. is full of smoke. So that, are we on then? I'm, we're I'm on. on. We're how, live. Yeah. How fun. You mind if I sit in? Might as well. Yeah. I'd like to listen to this. Just shut the fuck up. All right, cool. Yeah, no, of course. All right, before I was interrupted... We were talking about football and stuff, and so... Hey, you, you going to talk about Serena and that black tights that she's not allowed to wear no more? You not, cover that. Not today, I'm not. It's Sorry, old, man. I'll, I know you got a plan, but... Yeah, maybe you know should. what? We have a board on the wall for yeah. future shows and topics. Why don't you go ahead and put that up there? Yeah, man. I didn't know you had that. And I did. You'd right. be a lot right, of, there's a lot of shit I got you don't know about. Just saying. It's exciting. All right, so back to football. Um, opening weekend, a lot going on, but you know what? I want to transition a little bit because there's a lot of shit going on that I want to bring up that... That actually I want to address, you know, because we've been positive thus far, but there's some shit that I really need to, to talk about, right? So the first thing I'm going to talk about, I'm going to stick with the pros here, right? So the first thing I want to talk about is this whole Khalil Mack situation in Oakland, right? Khalil Mack is on the last year of his uh, his rookie contract, scheduled me $13.8 million, and he's holding out. It's not good enough, right? Now, normally, I would say in this case, shut the fuck up, you overpaid baby, you get... You get paid a king's ransom to pay to play a, a child sport. Take your 13.8 million, honor your contract that you signed, go out and ball your ass off and get a better one next year, right? But this way, I'm not going to, because every once in a while, you, you get you come across a player in any sport that's like a generational talent. He's the type of player that can energize a franchise, change a culture, and I'm telling you right now, as a Raider fan. You, you watch Khalil Mack play, and you think to yourself, man, this is why I'm a Raider fan. This is the exact type of player I want. He's aggressive. He's intelligent. Extremely talented. He's had 40 sacks. 40 sacks in his first four years. Let that sink in for you. 40. That's like eight per year. Yeah, something like that. It's, more, it's almost more fingers than I can count them, right? And if you're the Raiders, and you're in a transitional phase, right? You've you got a couple years in Oakland. You're getting ready to hit your new... You're getting here to hit Vegas. You got Chucky back on the sideline. You're building for the future. Why would you fuck around? Why would you mess around with your fan base, with your franchise, and not sign a player like that? You know, you've got a, you've got a franchise quarterback, so it's not like you're saying, oh, hey, I'm going to need that money for that. you got a decent offense. you got a decent defense. You want to build for the future. These are the pillars of your, uh, of your organization. And the other thing, too, is this is the NFL. There's nothing guaranteed. I get that. None of these contracts are guaranteed. This guy could blow his leg out tomorrow and be worth his shit, right? But you're protected. This isn't the NBA or MLB where you sign this dude to a long-term contract with a whole bunch of guaranteed money, and then he blows out his knee and gets what you're stuck paying him for the rest of his life. So just do it. Quit fucking around. Act like a real franchise. You won, okay? You're leaving Oakland. You're getting a state-of-the-art, probably going to be the nicest stadium in the entire NFL. You're going to have a Super Bowl there in Vegas before you know it. This is the guy that you want playing ball. All right? So, Chucky, if you're listening to me, quit being a dick. Quit trying to have this pissing contest with Khalil. Go to the franchise and say, look, 
I need this player. You know, because Al's not walking the sidelines, right? Mr. Davis is probably in heaven right now looking down going, this should have been taken care of already. The fact that it got to this point proves that there's some type of miscommunication up there, some type of lack of leadership. You guys are so worried about hiring Chucky and your brand new coach that you're letting this shit go on. Clean up your house. Get your house in order. All right, moving on. Okay, so now I got some some shit that I got to talk about, right? Hey, by the way, you're doing great, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate you letting me stay and listen to this, you know? Well, hopefully you take some notes and learn something, right? I mean, I edit this thing, but I'm going to be honest with you, I don't really listen to the whole thing. I know, because usually this is a part of the show where I just sit trashing you for about three minutes straight. (laughs) I'll have to listen to those. Did you just turn into a white dude? How the fuck did you turn into a white dude? (laughs) I'll have to listen to those. Hey, listen. Great so speaking there. of pieces of shit, we we're going to start talking about good old Colin LeBron Kaepernick, and the right? Clippers, right? So in breaking news, no. Colin Kaepernick actually won something. He actually won something. So Colin Kaepernick had filed a, a lawsuit that the basically accusing the NFL of collusion, saying all the owners got together and said, "Fuck, we're not hiring this guy. He's a piece of shit." And so I went to an arbitrator, and the NFL. They argued to the arbitrator that the case should be thrown out because, you know, we didn't do this. He just didn't get picked because he's not a good quarterback or he didn't fit the offense, whatever you want to call it, right? Well, unfortunately for the NFL, they lost their argument. So this will be going to court. There will be a trial to determine whether or not the NFL owners colluded to prevent Colin Kaepernick from having gainful employment in the NFL. And I'm going to tell you, if Kaepernick wins, it's going to be huge. It's going to spark other lawsuits. It's really going to take a whole big chunk of the armor. That shield is going to, that NFL shield is going to get a hefty dent in it, and the big bad machine at the NFL is going to take a hit. Look, they haven't been doing anything right. They they don't handle their their domestic violence. Their discipline is all over the goddamn place. Roger Goodell and the owners are pushing the players too hard to get more games. They want to. They're talking about 18 game seasons and 20 game international, all this stuff, all these international games. More, 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 and they want to pay the players less, less, less. Well, if you think you had a labor relation problem on your hands when you started cracking down and you tried to pass this new rule that anybody who knelt for the national anthem would be suspended, the gloves are coming off. If Kaepernick wins this, I guarantee you the power, the power, um, the power is going to shift more to the players, and you're going to see a situation where the NFL players not only are we probably going to make more money, they're going to start getting more benefits. They're going to have way more control over how many games they play, how, many, how much they practice, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, well, I don't think, you know, I'm not a big fan of Colin Kaepernick. I will be watching this story just to see the ramifications that come from it, right? Um, and that means me to piece of shit number two. Now, this gentleman is just a steaming pile, right? I have never liked this person. He continues to do things that show that one, he is not a, a, a he's not a leader. He has no moral character. Uh, in fact, he's sitting out a three-game suspension to begin to begin the season because of conduct issues and things like that. And here's the here's the headline that I read in the Bleacher Report it says Winston may not be the guy. So you were a starting quarterback in the NFL, but you're such a piece of shit that you can't live like a normal person. You've been accused of sexually assaulting people. There's all these stories about the police in Tallahassee covering for you, stealing fucking crab legs. You're telling people to fuck them right in the pussy. And every opportunity you get to show that you've grown up a little and be a leader, you fall flat and you do something fucking stupid. So I'm happy to hear that you're going to be suspended. And I love reading this article where it's saying things like backups Ryan uh, Fitzpatrick and Ryan Griffin have a strong 
There's a strong possibility if they perform decent that they could start. If week four rolls around and Mr. Jamison, you are no longer on the sideline or no longer in NFL uniform, I would consider that a win for the NFL. I would consider a win for football fans. And I would also consider a win for women everywhere. You know, the NFL, if nothing else, has done an extremely poor job of taking care of, you know, of taking care of women and victims of sexual assault, domestic violence. And it's about time that they address that issue. Before you worried about whether or not someone wants to protest by kneeling, why don't you fix that fucking problem? Fix that, and then maybe some of this other stuff will make sense. You know, and since I'm on my soapbox right now, if he can be taken away, Roger Cadell could be fired, it'd be a great Christmas at the McCann house, right? So that's, I had to get that off my chest, you know? It's gonna be an interesting season, a lot to look forward. It's an exciting time for football because there's always that hope in the air. Even the Browns think they're going to be decent this year, right? So no matter what team you cheer for, this is a great time of year for you. I wish you all the best. But one thing that I absolutely want to let all of you know, if you're involved in this next activity, to hell with you. There is no goddamn reason on God's green earth that any grown-up should be playing fantasy football. I don't care if you're like, oh, I got money on it. It makes the games more interesting. The NFL loves it because a bunch of fucking degenerate gamblers drive ratings because now that week three matchup between, you know, two 0-2 teams or that week 11 where no one's won shit, the Browns versus the Bills coming up, right? It gives more viewership because degenerate gamblers know they got money on the game and they're trying to win. And you know what? It's not even the fact that it's gambling that bothers me. You know what bothers me is you go to the bar and you're watching the game, you're eating some wings with your friends, whatever, having a good old time. And you inevitably end up sitting next to some piece of shit with like three notebooks, a laptop, maybe a phone, who's pounding shots, drinking beer, and losing his proverbial mind over every goddamn play because he's worried about his fantasy football team, right? Not because his favorite team is losing or winning or whatever, or he knows somebody that's playing, but because of fantasy fucking football, man. You're losing your shit. You're annoying the hell out of everybody. And you know what? Don't come at me with your fucking fantasy football war stories. Oh, man, one time I, I started Larry Fitzgerald on a whim, and he went off that day 88 yards and six times. Yeah, fuck you, dude. You won a fake game. You manage a fake sport. It's not a real one. You want to talk about war stories? Be like Al Bundy at least, man. Tell me how when you were poke high, you ran for four touchdowns in one state in Illinois. That even... That old, burnt-out, former high school football player who ain't done shit with his life, that guy has more fucking balls and manliness than you over there with your, oh, and then I traded so-and-so for this guy and whatever. Nobody gives a fuck, dude. I don't give a fuck. You don't give a fuck. And you know what? Be a man. Live your life. Instead of worrying about your numbers and your books and all your bullshit, go fucking throw a football with your kid. Go train. You know, go spend some time with your boys. Drink some beer. Go play football. There you go. Instead of playing fantasy, go play real football. Anyway, I don't want to end the show on a bad note, but that's football. I'm not done yet. What a great show. What a great show. There's one more thing I want to mention before I go. I just want to say congratulations. I don't want to get into politics on this show. It's not what it's about. But I just want to give a shout-out to J.D. Martinez from the Boston Red Sox. In 2013, J.D. Martinez posted a picture of Hitler on his Instagram page and it said if you want to conquer a people first disarm them because as you know the Nazis disarmed Germany and that's one of the reasons they were able to do all the stupid shit so JD Martinez 
being a, a Cuban-American, having family that grew up under Castro, knows what a dictatorship and an oppressive, gun-free environment is like. Castro and his boys were able to do all that kind of shit because nobody had guns. So he posted this, and then he wrote on it, this is why I'm always strapped. I believe in the Second Amendment, and did it to let everybody know that, you know, hey, he just wants to be able to protect his family. Now, no matter what size you fall on the, the topic, I really don't care. But what I would like to tell you, before you condemn this man, as he's being condemned now five years later, five years after the fact, people are calling him names and trying to discredit him, ask yourself, why is his opinion better than mine? Why would it be more valid than mine? Well, the answer is this. Him and his family have first-hand knowledge of what it means to live in a country where your government is armed and the citizens aren't. And they have first-hand knowledge of knowing how not only abusive and oppressive, but how awful and miserable it can be to live in that environment. So maybe before you tell them to you know, shut up, or maybe the next time you call Trump a Nazi, why don't you talk to somebody like JD, who knows what that's like. Maybe get a little bit of background, ask yourself, do a little research, and then if you still think the way you do, then good on you, but at least you've done your homework, right? Hey, without, I'm out, I gotta get home, I gotta get ready for tomorrow, gotta grill some wings, watch some football. Thank you all for listening and tuning in. Talk to you next week.